Hello and welcome back to episode 17 of the Power On Retro Gaming Podcast. My name is Scott and my co-host today is James. How's it going, Scott? Going very well. So let's kick this episode off with uh, our weeks in review. What have you been playing? What have you purchased? And happening to you in all things gaming? All things gaming? uh, I've finished Star Wars The Fallen Order and I realised during the last episode I called it the... uh, what did I call it? <laughs> the new order. The new yeah. order, which is it's definitely not the new order. It's the fallen order. Yeah. Um, and I was mentioning that I really enjoyed the game and I'm waiting for the sequel. Hopefully they do make a follow-up game because very enjoyable. Yeah. Um, I also finished Control. Um, yeah. Since I've been on holidays, I've been playing as much games as I can. Um, Control... I mentioned to you at the start of last episode that I couldn't really make much of the story, and to be honest, the story is still very confusing. It's very clever in how it's done. Uh, It's all done in one big building. Uh, People get possessed by an entity called the Hiss, is what the main character likes to call it. And just the gameplay in it, the gunplay in it is probably fantastic the guns that you get to upgrade it's just one gun but you get to do different layouts on it uh you can do you've got like telekinesis power where you can float uh throw things Mm -hmm. it's just it's just a cool game okay so and that was one of the game of the year contenders wasn't it control yeah that's correct yeah it's a it's a game that you have to play to kind of like work out what it is and how to go about it but once you do i think you'll fall in love with it now i heard it from someone that the all in order star wars that you were just referring to yeah (laughs) uh finishes where shadow of the empire starts for the nintendo 64 is that true or can we put that rumor to bed right now i have actually not played that one on the nintendo 64 i played uh the rogue squadron but not that one okay so in your mind right now it quite possibly could be true yeah it, it quite possibly could be true but i can't 100 percent say that is correct well there you go you heard it here first <laughs> okay cool and in terms of um adding to your physical or digital library what games did you collect this week um i have not added or collected anything at all, period, with uh, Christmas and whatnot. And because it's the holidays and I did not have enough annual leave to get me through the three-week period, yep. I have not been paid this last week, so we can't spend any money. <laughs> right, okay. Well, that doesn't sound uh, like an ideal situation. No, but... Who would have thought gaming collecting was so difficult? Yeah, no, nah, who would have thought? Mm. But we've got enough games in the collection that will be right for a... A bit more time, yeah. That's right. Uh, I installed uh, Days Gone recently, which was a PS4 exclusive. Haven't played it yet, but that's something I plan on doing this week because everyone's out of the house, all back to work but me. So, yeah, look forward to actually playing that. Um, That was actually quite cheap uh, just before Christmas. I think it was like $20 something. Mm -hmm. So, I'm excited to play that. I hear yeah. it's good, but there was a lot of bugs, but they've fixed that, so Actually, we'll find out. Yeah. That's one that I've had my eye on, um, not in any haste. That and Red Dead Redemption I've been looking at picking up when they sort of come 
come to me, I guess, in some way or another, but uh, I haven't really gone out of my way to get them. Yeah. But I'm interested okay. in I do like zombie games, but um, I did play through, uh, I'm trying to recall the name now, it was called like um, Dead Island on the PS4 collection, and I quite enjoyed that, so I may enjoy that game as well. Okay, okay. Um, did you pick up anything or you've been playing anything this past week or fortnight? Um, well, it's funny that you said you didn't actually gain anything this week because I actually lost a game, <laughs> funnily enough. We don't usually talk about the ones we've lost, but no. um, the physical game um, I still have in my possession. It's just that uh, I went to – the game is Persona Q on the 3DS and I've put about 60 hours into it. And I went back to finish it like yourself. I leave some trying to finish off some of the larger games. Yep. Uh, so anyway, I went and pulled out the cart and put it in the 3DS and it wouldn't read the game. So I tried cleaning the 3DS internally and clean the cart with some alcohol wipes and different tips that I found online. And it still just wouldn't read the game. It was reading all my other cartridges. These games are boxed. You know, they're well looked after. It just wouldn't read. So I jumped on Reddit and there was a big discussion forum about that game in particular being a problem. Okay. Um, so, yeah, it's apparently uh, if you contact Atlas, they'll send you out a code to download the game for free. Well, they were as of two years ago. I'm not sure if they're still doing it. But uh, it's quite disappointing because even with a new copy, I would have lost my save file. And that game is extremely difficult. Um, yeah, and so, especially because you put that many hours into it as well. Yeah, I'm not really interested in going back and playing it again because it is a dungeon scroller where you don't actually see the player. You're looking through their eye, through their eyes, like a really old school JRPG. Um, yep. And it's like you know you're filling out the grid as you go, and it's a lot of puzzles and a lot of battling. It's quite a difficult leveling system. Although it's got all the characters that I love, it's it's a very difficult game, and I'm just not interested in putting that time into it. But yeah, it's. I mean, I've still got the game. I've actually got a Japanese copy as well, but. Due to the save file being saved on the cartridge, I don't think I'll ever be able to resume it and finish it off. Um, no. Um, it doesn't uh, get saved to the memory card at all? No, 3DS games don't do that. They save to cart. You can save um, downloaded games to the external memory, but the other one's saved to the cart, which um, actually led me in to see something that I haven't... I updated my 3DS through Wi-Fi for the first time in a long time and actually went onto the store, which is something I haven't done on the 3DS ever. And yep. I was very shocked to see how cheap the games are to download. Um, okay. You probably heard me talk about um, Harvest Moon games playing on the 3DS. They're, some of them were $4. Oh, that's extremely cheap. Yeah, I don't know if it's because it's coming to the end of its shelf life or something, but even Persona Q to buy was only $25, and I was half tempted to buy it just to have it just in case I did want to play it. Mm. But um, just thinking about it, I was like, well, I'm probably never going to play up to where I was. So, yeah, I'll I'll probably just let that one go. But that was one I sort of lost in a way, so that was disappointing. Um, in terms of gaining, though, I actually had a bit of a win. A few episodes back, I spoke about Yokai 3 on the 3DS, which was one of the last games released and considered to be yeah. extremely rare. Um, okay. I was on about four different websites because um, obviously it needs to be a power region type game to play because the 3DS is region locked. I was on a waiting list on three, diff- three or four different websites um, and then Oz Game Shop actually had stock all of a sudden and I quickly jumped on that um, yep. and got a copy for around $60, um, which was good. Okay. Because 
been on eBay for about 300 and other sites for about 150 so I was pleased to get it at a, a like a regular price. Yeah. Um, being a fan of that series, I can play through that now. I'm quite happy about that. Oh, it's, it's uh, a bargain then. Yeah, it's just like sort of takes the, I guess there was a bit of a stress involved because I was trying to find it and I'm like, oh, I don't want to pay that much, la, 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 la. Uh, and then, yeah, finally it showed up. So I've got it and it's in the mail and I'm very excited about it. Oh, um, good. Other than that, Spider-Man arrived this morning in the mail for PlayStation 4. Oh, that's uh, exciting. I've got Luigi's Mansion 3 and Link's Awakening on the Switch, um, yeah. which I may have already spoken about. Um, yeah, yeah. You'd, and that's pretty much it. did on the last podcast, yeah. Yeah, I ended up getting the um, Wipeout trilogy on the PS4, the remade edition. I tried to get you to get it, but you weren't interested. So um, no. <laughs> that was something I'm looking forward to because they're fun games. I had them on the PSP and PS Vita. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to getting those. Um, and just basically, you know, playing as much as I can before the baby arrives and probably have to take a bit of a break or just try and squeeze as much in as I can. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely. It's, yeah. it's, it's going to be hard. Yeah, and another interesting story that happened yesterday, I went to Ballarat. Um, there's an Antec store there that I was looking at. Yeah. Um, so there's a copy of, I may get this wrong again. You'll have to help me out. What was it again? Um, uh, Demon's Crest. Demon's Crest, that's right. So I sent a photo of it. I saw it in the glass cabinet sitting inside a Super Nintendo, and I sent a photo to you saying, oh, is this rare? I've seen it before. Yep. You sent back, I think it's about $180. I actually checked on eBay. It's upwards of $300 now. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so considered to be quite rare. I had it sitting inside a Super Nintendo. The Super Nintendo was listed at $120. Yeah. Uh, this is the Mill House in Ballarat, if anyone's interested. Um, so... I had to suddenly leave that place and go meet someone for lunch. But when we came back in the afternoon, it was still there and there was a bunch of kids hovering around, so I couldn't have a look at it properly. But I asked one lady, I said, oh, can you open this up so I can have a look and see if it's got a price on it? And she did. And um, I said, oh, do they sell the game separately? Can I get that game separately to the console? She goes, oh, she wouldn't let me sort of grab it and have a look at it, the console. And I said, oh, you Why know, not? The other, I don't know. She was just very stern. And I'm like, well, all the other games are separate. Like, they're all just laying there. Why isn't that one? You know, old people, they just sort of, <laughs> they just assume yeah. it's all the way it is. And I said, oh, well, can I just, you know, pull it out and have a look at it? And she said, no, 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 that's the way it's being sold. And I'm like, I'm like all right. Um, so I sort of, I went to go and push the eject button to take it out. And she stopped me as I was putting my hand in there to do it. Are you serious? Yeah, it was almost like that scene in GoldenEye where Natalia breaks free and runs back to the keyboard and pushes enter. <laughs> I don't know if you recall that scene, but that's how I felt. I felt like I was her getting taken over by the soldiers. Um, so, yeah, and then I'm like, I was saying to my wife, I'm like, oh, I've got to get someone else because this lady's just a pain. So I went around and I found this older bloke and he's like, he gave me the keys to the cabinet himself. I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, go nuts. Anyway, so I'm, I'm thinking to myself, I'm home free now. I'm going to get in there, grab the game out. It's not going to be labelled. I'm going to say, hey, I'll give you 20 bucks for this. Beauty, another one for the collection. Happy days, right? So yep. I opened up the cabinet. Um, the key actually broke off in the lock. But Are it you serious? I'm like, what What bad luck am I having, right? So anyway, the lock's broken. The guy's like, oh, don't worry about it. So I'm, that's okay. Yep. Anyway, so I put my hand in there. I put my hand in there. I'm thinking to myself, I've got this one down. Put my hand on the top of the cartridge. Push down on the eject button. 
And what do you think happens? The game broke? No, it's like locked in there. It's been like glued in there. Are you serious? Yeah, it's like physically super glue all around the game and around the eject button. It's rock hard and it just can't be undone. And why? I'm like, who would do that? I, I don't know. That's why it was being sold together. So I take you the system can't out. Can't do that. I take the system out of the glass cabinet, and he's like, oh, it might just be all together. And I'm like, oh no, no, it should just pop out. So I'm like, literally like giving this thing every ounce of strength I have to try and rip this game out. Because I'm thinking to myself, look, the glue might just be around the outside of the cartridge. Yeah. Like, it might not be in the actual body of the um, chip at the bottom. I'm like, I'm banging down this eject button, trying to be a bit discreet about it because, you know, this is not my property. I'm just trying to get it out. And he's like, no, no, no. It's probably got elastic band around it or something. I'm like, no, no, it's going to come. It's going to come. I'm like trying to convince this guy. And I've got like, you know, I can just tell that he's already getting to the point where he's like, I've got to help other customers. It's yeah. not going to happen. So I'm just like, oh, don't worry about it. Yeah, thanks for your help and put it back. And I was like, oh, my God. Because um, he's old and doesn't know any better. Yeah, he's just thinking like it's got an elastic band around it. Whereas I'm trying to like push down this eject button while I'm ripping at the game to try and pull it out of the top. And like the button didn't even move. It was rock rock hard, the button. Like, it wasn't even bouncing. So Do you reckon they've glued it? Um. I reckon they may have. They had a lot of Super Nintendo games there, and they had a lot of box stuff, um, a lot of Game Boy games, a lot of box Game Boy games, all in the glass cabinet, which is right near a window. So they had a copy of Super Star Wars in the box, and it was almost like it had been through an X-ray machine. The the thing was like white. It was you could oh, just really? make out that yeah, all the sun damage. I reckon yeah. they've just set up that sort of had is a massive place. It's a huge, it's a great place, like great to find all sorts of different pop culture things and rustic looking things and all sorts of things but it's yep. almost like they've just chucked it all in there and just forgotten about it and it really shows the wear and tear of these things and the age um it's like that show the game chases on youtube where they go to like these farms and stuff or markets and they're going through boxes that probably haven't been opened in 20 years <laughs> that's yep. what it was like and you know there's dust all over it and like i was just like this sucks like you know there's a 300 game not that i'd probably sell it but it just was like it's it's there in your hand sort of thing and it's probably i don't know how many copies are released in australia but i dare say you know there's not that many i can't believe it was glued in there yeah and look looking back on it now like would i have spent 120 dollars to get the whole thing out probably not so it just doesn't mean as much to me as it used to yeah you know it'll probably show up on some sort of capcom anniversary edition or something so I'll let it go, but it was just a bit of a funny story. Oh, uh, mate, that is uh, a funny story. I'm glad you saved that one for the podcast. Yeah, I, I was going to talk to you about it yesterday because I was when I was texting you how they had those um, Atari games and all that sort of stuff, or whatever they were, asking, yep. like, oh, is there anything rare? Because you sort of know that stuff a bit better than me. Yeah, uh, yeah. But it's just like a series of events. It was almost like... I almost gave up when the first lady was like, oh, it's not for sale separately. Then I was like, look, I've been down this road before. It depends on who you ask and how you ask them sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah, I just, yeah. it just took me back to the old days, you know, when I was on my own down at Camwell Market or Caribbean Gardens and you're sort of like playing them a little bit while they're playing you and pretending like you don't know. And I was like wording my wife up on what to say and like this sort of stuff and like trying to set the table on this deal. And then no, just, well. like something so extraordinarily happened that it was just 
how it just ruined everything. So I was like, oh, it'll be a good thing to talk about on the podcast. Yeah, uh, it is a it, good thing. It's still there for anyone who wants to go and have a crack. It's uh, it's still there. Western I can't Island. believe it was glued. Like, why? Anyway, we came away with a um, a copy of the Jungle Book, Gold Children's Book Edition. For a, <laughs> for a friend, so we didn't even get anything. Uh, no. uh, cool stuff there. All the boxes of Nintendo games are really cool, but they're just so damaged that they wouldn't be worth it. And the prices were outrageous. Yeah, of course they were. And that was uh, that's it in terms of uh, not pickups and pickups. Uh, my week. Yeah. Well, there you go. No, um, <laughs> well, it was more eventful than what I had to say. Um, all I got is nothing, and I beat a couple of games. <laughs> well, to Actually, be honest with you, like the story itself was the fun part because I haven't had a moment where I've come across a rare game or a retro game out yeah. in the wild for a long time that I've had to sort of, you know, all the pieces have had to fall into place. Um, yeah, yeah. It happened a long time ago. Like every now and then it'd be cash converters or different $2 shops and stuff like that. There'd just be a single game, but... It was almost like a throwback to my younger days when I was actually out cruising around looking for stuff. Yeah, no, that's good. It's good to bring back to some good memories as well. Yeah, so that was that. Oh, good. Should we discuss some gaming news? Gaming news, take it away. All right. Um, I believe we have... Uh, have you heard of the Untitled Goose game? No? It's pretty much an indie game where... You're a goose and you're trying to annoy people by doing little tasks, by stealing their glasses when they trip over, trying to just affect their whole livelihood by being a, a goose. You're a goose. You're an actual mm. bird, with, um, okay. not, not just a goose, as some people call people. Mm. Um, so that game hit one million sales uh, just recently. Mm-hmm. Which is pretty big for an indie game. Mm. Uh, we had um, the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze uh, lead designer is heading back to uh, Retro Studios to work on Metro Prime 4. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's going to be big for Metro Prime 4 because I believe that we're struggling a bit with the game. I I think I mentioned maybe on the last episode or the episode before that, that they were outsourcing um, to for their background and design uh, with someone else. So it's good to have someone who's made some good contributions uh, to Retro Studios and their work. Um, uh, Dragon Quest Twelve is officially in the works. Now, were you telling me that you were playing number 11? Uh, yeah, I was. And how are you finding it? Um, I uh, look. I'm not sure if it's number eleven or not, but it might have been ten. Might have been ten. There's three that I own on the PS4, so I'm playing the first one of the three on the PS4. Um, it's a hack and slash type game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can find the title. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it's. I don't think it's the latest one. So um, this new one maybe, maybe a new title altogether. And um, like with Dragon Quest Eleven, you can change from like today's graphics to the 16-bit graphics. Is that the one that you have? No, yeah, I do have that one. I know what you want. You're talking about. It's the most recent one um, that's been available on the PS4. 
Okay, so that's probably 11. Yeah, it's um, Echoes of Exclusive Age. Ah, okay. There you go. (laughs) Yeah, so that's 11, and it's available on the Switch and all sorts of things. It's the first one available on the Switch, yeah. Um, We had uh, Uncharted Nathan Drake's collection and Goat Simulator was on the released on the PS Plus this month. Yep. And we also have GTA 5 uh, became available on the Xbox Game Pass. Yep. And at the time of recording, uh, Ukulele and the Impossible Lair is free mm. on Epic Game Store. Oh, okay. Have you played uh, the Impossible Lair at all? Because no, that I is actually a very good game. I haven't played it. Uh, I've played through Ukulele somewhat, probably about 10 or so hours of that on the Switch. Yep. I had it on the Xbox, which it looks a much, much, much better on the Xbox than it does on the Switch. Yep. Um, but I haven't, and, yeah, I'd be keen to play that. I've heard it's good. I've heard it's a bit more of a, um, a challenging game and a bit more of a side-scroller. Yeah, it's a 2D side-scroller, very similar to Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, and, and it's you sort of go it, and play different parts of the game straight away rather than doing the whole game to get to the end. Yeah, so you pretty much start off the game tackling on the impossible lair, and yep. but you don't have all your power-ups or tonics that they call it in the game. Yep. Uh, so you probably end up failing, but then you work your way to get everything you need to hit it again. And yep. It's actually a very good game. It's something I do own on the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's made by like the same team that made the old Donkey Kong Country games on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it's a blast, a blast to play. Yeah, well, I'll have to download it. I've been sort of monitoring the Switch store because there's a lot of games that are usually they drop for a couple of days and then they go back to their full price. Um, yeah. So, I, like, recently on the Switch, actually yesterday, I got Metal Slug 4 um, because I've got all the Metal Slug games on the Switch now. I just needed the fourth one. For some reason, I didn't get that one. Okay. Um, so, it's I've got quite a big library on the Switch now, but I may not have played them all, but at least they're there. They're there, and it's a console that you play quite often as well. Yeah, it is, uh, even if it's only for a 10-minute burst, but... Um, I do. I definitely do play it. That's for sure. But it's nice to just sort of download a game on the store and have it there and be ready to go instead of um, having to put the game cartridge in. If it, if there was a console that was going to convince me to just go to online downloads rather than yep. physical copies, it would have been the Switch because it would okay. make my life a lot easier to just click on Breath of the Wild, Pokemon Let's Go, whatever it is, instead of trying to find the cartridge and get it in there and whatever. Yeah, I'd rather just pick it up and go. You also just recently purchased the bigger memory card also, didn't you? Yeah, I did, but I wish I got a bigger one because I've already filled it. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> so when I play anything new, I have to sort of archive, um, you know, whatever it was that I was playing last, which isn't a big deal because they're sort of, it doesn't take too long to install them. But honestly, like the Wolfenstein that I archived, I'll probably never play that again on the Switch because it was terrible. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, that was the one with the two girls, yeah? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, um, you know, um, I, I read that they're actually thinking of bringing out a Switch Pro, which will have a bigger hard drive, bigger um, operating system, 
be compatible with TV and handheld and, um, yeah, have a lot more internal memory as well. So that could be good. They should have done that in the first place. Yeah, and they're um, they're looking at making all Wii U titles available in the game store, which I'm pretty sure most of them are, but all of them, which is a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um, that may include Nintendo Land, which was the built-in Wii U game. Yes. Well, um, it, it was packaged with it. It wasn't packaged built. with it. Yeah. Yeah, we'll speak about that. Um, and the um, yeah, I, I think that'd be cool to have have um, if they make as I mentioned about the 3DS games, if they're cheaper on that store, maybe perhaps they'll come across to the Switch at some point. Yeah. Which is all things that are possibilities for Nintendo because they really do have a lot up their sleeve. No, it'll be good. Yeah, they've got yeah. many years of games and contributions that it'll be good to see more accessible on the one console. Yeah, that's it. Um, I've been keeping a close eye on Resident Evil 4 on the Switch store just because I love that game so much. Um, yeah. But, you know, like, let's see when if it drops down. I don't really have a... Um, I notice in America they have more of a sale week on the Switch store than they do in Australia. Yeah. Where I, it's I, like everything just drops to a ridiculously cheap price, whereas we don't really get that here. No, but can't you just uh, make an account with them over there as well and then get yeah. the same sort of sales? Um, I'm not really sure about that, but I do like how they have the um, the points system on our store. So if you buy something for, say, $60, you get a $5 discount next time or something like that. Yes, I do like that. <clears throat> I do cool. like that. Yep. Because um, when I actually bought ukulele, I got that for about $6 because it was advertised at 25 Oh, really? Yeah, because I used my points on it. So, like, that's nothing. And especially because I already had it on the Xbox. I didn't really want to pay too much. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. Have you got any news for us? Um, well, I just sort of mentioned about the Wii U and the Nintendo Switch Pro. Um, but most, most of the news that I've been reading through is more rumours to do with, say, Dragon Dragon Age series, um, GTA 6, and also Final Fantasy 7, because they're sort of games where they don't announce a lot of what's going to be going in them outside of, like, say, trailers or stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but, I yeah, there's no real news as in this is something that's coming up and announcements. It's more so, you know, this is going to go on sale or this is going to be cheaper um, or something like that. Okay. Sure. Short answer, no, I don't. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, did, um, I did notice on the... Uh, the Vita, you can't actually go on the store, but I think I mentioned that um, the other day. So there isn't a store available on the Vita anymore, which is sad because it's one of my favourite consoles and it's disappearing. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yes, it is. So, um, but you know, it still gets daily play by me. That's for sure. Oh, it definitely does get played a lot by you because you're the handheld man. I am the handheld man. <laughs> Watch two. Um, and stuff like that, but yeah, more rumors. Yeah, and <laughs> I would have thought that would have because what they're doing with Overwatch 2, I believe it should just be like a massive expansion or free download, uh, not just a full game. It's kind of like what they did with like Splatoon 2 in a way. Yeah, and also um, World of Warcraft has been running off the same engine for a long time and had many many upgrades i suppose overwatch you could argue that it has had you know four or five new characters or even more now yeah 
into it. Um, does it need a total? Does it need a total overhaul? I don't think so. I think the game's fine. Um, yeah, I haven't heard one complaint about it. No, um, we both enjoyed it. We did. I, I look, it's something I'd love to keep playing. It's just it doesn't really pop into my mind to go and play it. To be honest, um, yeah, it's fun with friends on your own. Not so much. <laughs> and we're not massive online gamers, so no, no, we're not. You're on the wrong podcast. We're here to talk about <laughs> retro games, even though we don't really talk about them. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, anyway, well, that's that's it for the news, I think. The, yeah, that's all I've got. Yeah. Um, do you want to fire off with your game of topic? Yeah. So, um, obviously, each week on the show, we review a game. All right. So, for my uh, review this week, I've chosen to do Nintendo Land, which was a Wii U exclusive released in 2012. Uh, Like I mentioned earlier, it was a launch title that was packaged in with the Wii U, similar to, say, Wii Sports or Wii Play, one of those two games which came with the Wii console, but this was the exclusive for the Wii U. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, its designer was Katsuya Egoichi, which worked on... Super Mario 3 for the Super Nintendo, Star Fox series, um, Zelda Majora's Mask, and most extensively on the Animal Crossing series, all the games so far, including the new one that's coming in this year. Yep. Um, so the game features 12 mini games to go along with the fictional, or now, Nintendo Land, um, in all styles and themes of past and present Nintendo games, such as Mario, Zelda, and Super Metroid. Um, I think we've both had this game well, we both had yep. i'm guessing you had it i don't know how many hours you put into it did you play much of it <clears throat> i did play a couple of the mini games um yep. i didn't play a lot of it but from all reviews and all people who have had the wii u they actually love this game yeah well um the game relies heavily on the gamepad as a yep. point um to show to showcase what the game pad could do really and what its controls are all about the touch screen um the motion controls all the the directional pads which are on the on the pad because obviously when it came out it was a big deal people were saying is this actually a new console or is it just an upgrade of the wii people yep. didn't know so this game was almost like let's show what the game pad can do with a series of mini games but also showcase um the bright vibrant colors of the game because it is very bright colorful the graphics are great it's in hd so it looks great um, and also showcases what the motion and touch controls can do. Yeah. Um, as of 2017, it sold around 5.2 million copies. Um, however, that's a lot more. I think the Wii U in the end sold about 9 million. Okay. Um, so because they would have they would have stopped packaging it in after like the first main bundle. Yeah. Um, I don't think after 2017 it was in with the console anymore. So yep. um, I think. It pushed out a little bit more in terms of copies sold, but there would have been more um, virtual downloads rather than physical copies. Yeah, yep. Um, it was released on the store from 2016. It was on there briefly, but was removed, but then put back. Um, but we haven't seen it on the Switch yet, as we just discussed before. Yep. Um, so it was mainly praised by critics as a fun, family-friendly game. Uh, the game has collectibles such as badges and prizes, so playability and um, replay ability, I guess you'd say, yeah. uh, yep. um, needed to collect all these badges and prizes. Um, there's only six mini games which can be played single player, 
which um, I think from memory, um, like the Luigi's Mansion would be a multiplayer, whereas Zelda can be played on its own. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Music in the theme park is very similar to what you'd expect to hear if you were in a theme park yourself. Um, so in this case, it would almost be like a lobby music would be the theme park music. Yeah. Um, but then when you're in the games, it has all the sound effects and music from those games. So Zelda would be, you know, Zelda music and sound effects similar to Metroid, F-Zero, et cetera. Uh, when yep. you're walking around in the lobby the, of the theme park, you'll use your me created, that you, the little character, the ugly-looking thing that you make when you start up the console. And you can also mm-hmm. see and interact with other Miis around the world that are playing at the same time, and they can display photos of what they're playing and messages, but you can't actually play with them online, which was probably the letdown of the game. Uh, yep. There is a coin mini game, and you can win prizes, which then allow you to display the items that you win in the lobby, such as statues, and almost becoming like a Nintendo shrine as you proceed with gaining coins and purchasing more items. Um, and yeah, in conclusion, I mean, it's hard to give criticism to this game because it was just basically made to be a family-friendly, fun game. And that's yeah, I, I wish I played this more so I could contribute more into it. Like I remember when I got the Wii U. Um, it was bundled in it, but I only played it for like maybe an hour. So, and this was back in like, let's say 2014, 2015. Um, so I didn't really have much experience with it, but the mini game that I've played was fun, but it was just me playing it with myself. Um, but from what I've heard from a lot of others, that they love um, this game. Yeah, see, I didn't really... This is the first time I've ever spoken, I reckon, out loud about this game. I never played it with anyone else, and I only played it basically when I brought home my Wii U. Um, I had this, and I had Assassin's Creed 3, which this got about probably an hour of my attention. Yep. Uh, And I said to myself, wow, it's really colourful, and then I switched to Assassin's Creed and never looked back. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, but it is something that I felt I should review because I was looking through just basically what games I've got in my collection and this popped up and I'm like, well, I'd be interested to talk about that because I don't ever see anyone talk about it. It's almost been yep. lost of the ages. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I'll give it a 6 out of 10, but, um, you know, not something I'll probably rush out to play and that's probably what's going to hurt it is you wouldn't rush out to play this game. You'd just play it and that would be it unless you had, like, a family with yeah it's more it's more targeted for the kids and the families um and that's the popular opinion of what i've heard it's great for the kids we have a blast with it as an adult as well playing with the kids as well yeah 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 and that's uh that's my little nintendo review sorry it wasn't a super retro one but um for those who had a wii u this nostalgic effect is great yeah Oh, it's that was that was a good topic, and it's funny because one of my topics is a party game as well, um, surprisingly, and it is one of the well-known party games, and it's Mario Party 2, but I'm also going to discuss a bit of Mario Party as well. Oh, cool. Okay. Uh, Mario Party is a party video game, if you didn't know. Uh, it's... A series that expands from, I believe, there's now 13 in the series. No, Mm -hmm. there's 11. Sorry, there's 11 in the series. Uh, The newest one was Super Mario Party on the Switch. 
and that came out two years ago. Mm-hmm. And and it's pretty much a like a series of mini games that are played on a board game mm-hmm. uh, where you travel around and you're pretty much collecting stars, which is the more stars you have in the game, uh, that's the way you win. Uh, And it all comes down to the mini games where you play to earn coins as well. So you can afford the stars because on the board, there's only one location where you can actually uh, buy a star and there are about 20 coins. Yeah. And And once you actually purchase the star from this place, it moves to another place on the board. So it's always a race to how quickly you can get there, how much you can pretty much... I'd say screw each other over uh, <laughs> in terms of mini games, in terms of stealing coins. And that's why the quote is Mario Party destroys friendships because yep. you're all out to get these stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been playing this game since Mario Party 1 with, I used to play with my stepbrothers. Um, and we started off with Mario Party 1 and we used to rent it all the time from the video easy in Tacoma. And, mm-hmm. With Mario Party 1, um, that one came out in 98 or 99. But thing was, a lot of the mini games, uh, if you recall the Nintendo 64 controller, in the middle is the little joypad. Um, a lot of the mini games was fast spinning motion games, and you actually had to spin that joypad as fast as you could, and that's why a lot of Nintendo 64 games uh, controllers are destroyed now because mm. of that certain game. Uh, you'll always have, like, similar to what we have with the Switch is a little bit of Joy-Con drift. It's always yeah, tilting yeah. to the one side, or you want to move in a straight line. It's always going to lean to the left. It's always going to lean to the right. That's why when we sell the controllers these days, they're graded. 4 out of 10, 3 out of 10, it's really that you're going to see a 10 out of 10 joystick. Yep. Um, but, yeah, there was, like, this massive uh, lawsuit on Nintendo for Mario Party 1 because a lot of people used to get massive blisters, sores on their hands, absolutely kill their hands trying to uh, move in these mini games really quickly by spinning it. Mm-hmm. And I remember my stepbrother, uh, we were playing it, and he put on his bike glove. And he was spinning that fast that the joy, the Joy-Con, um, the joystick, it made a hole in the glove as well. <laughs> yeah, okay. It absolutely, it absolutely destroyed. And so imagine doing it as fast as he did without mm. without a glove or protective wear, and that's where all the lawsuits came into play. Um, <laughs> so it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. But Mario... So I'm here to talk about Mario Party 2 because that is my favorite of the yep. series. Mm-hmm. And Mario Party 2 is the second main installment on the Mario Party series for the Nintendo 64. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mario and the gang are fighting for the rights for, for a new amusement park. And that's pretty much the plot of the game. Yep. Uh, the objective is simple and similar to the previous Mario Party, obtain stars and defeat Bowser. Not your dog, but the big dinosaur. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> oh, Bubba, yeah. It was released in Japan in December 1999 and in North America in January 2000. Yep. Development was underway as of July 1999, several months after the 
the release of the original Mario Party. Uh, the game was 70% complete at the time, but it was changed and because of the uh, the lawsuit case from the first from the first game. So they changed the mini games. Uh, Mario Party 2 features six playable characters: Mario, Luigi, Princess Peach, Yoshi, Wario, and Donkey Kong. There are four lands that you can play with your friends or against the computer because you can either do four players or you could, um, if you had two or one, you could play against the computer yep. and they control the other characters. Um, so your four lands were Pirate Land, Western Land, which is my favorite, yeah. Space Land, Mystery um, Land, Horror Land, and Bowser. <laughs> um, is this a game that you've played? Have you played the series before? Um yeah, what are your played, thoughts um, on the game? I played. I never owned number one. My friend Eric had it, um, and I played quite a bit of it at his house uh, with his yep. old brothers. So that was uh, the first one was um, pretty good. I, it did offer you know a basal introduction to the series for me, um, but I didn't really play the second one. Uh, okay. I do own. I own a Japanese version of it, um, yep. but in terms of the others, I only played up. The next one I played was on the GameCube, uh, the one that was released. Is that number four? Yeah, I had that one. Yeah. And then I had the one on the Wii and also the one on the Wii U, which was uh, like an on-rails, not on-rails. Yeah, it was Mario Party 10. Yeah, look, I'm a bit funny. I didn't mind it. Yeah, and um, the one on the 3DS I went and purchased as well as the DS one. Um, The 3DS one is very limited, though, in what you can actually do. I'm not sure how many were released on the 3DS, but I did have one of them, um, which I didn't put much time into at all. And as for the one on the Switch, um, I only played it at the Nintendo store in New York with my wife, but we both really liked it. So whether we yep. get that in the future and play it, um, probably won't. But uh, look, if it if it comes my way, maybe. Who knows? Uh, the latest one, the Super Mario, I a lot of people didn't like it. But I liked it because it was a return to form with the board game system. Yeah. Uh, it's similar to the original. I think they switched over to the on rails thing at Mario Party Nine because they did nine with the train system, which is on the last one on the Wii. Yep. Ten on the Wii U was still on the train. And this one, they came back to the board game system. Now, I like trying to race to the bloody star, while the other one, it just came to you, if you know what I mean, and you had to be lucky to get it. Yeah, yeah. Because they were swapping, like, character movements on the train, uh, different goes, but it was more focused on the mini games, while the other ones were, I suppose, a bit of both. You had to be good at the mini games and trying to race to the star as well. Yeah, um, just looking at it now, we didn't see um, Donkey Kong appear in six, seven, eight, or nine. He only appeared in the latest one in number ten. Oh, really? So it was um, in the original ones. Yeah, but... up, up to number five, and then sort of dropped off a bit. Then Toad's been in all of them except for the most recent one. Ah, I didn't even realise he wasn't in the other one. Yeah, Toad is not in the new one. Cooper Kid's not in the new one. Um, Birdo, who I used to play with in uh, the GameCube one, yep. one of my personal favourites. I've gone, uh, me and him went at it many years in my junior life. 
Is that uh, in uh, Mario Party uh, Mario Two? The yeah, Birdo? Yeah. Doki yeah. Panic. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, that's another story. But um, yeah, no, with his flying eggs. No, he doesn't appear in the new one, which is a shame. No. Um, one of my favourite uh, mini games was called A Day at the Races, and that was in uh, number two. But with the mini game, you it was like you were betting on the horses in a way, but you're betting on um, Bullet Bill, you uh, the Hot Bob Bomb, uh, uh, you know the big guy that kind of collapses, you know the big concrete looking dude. I don't know what his name is. And there was one other character, but you have to pick who is going to win. And it's yep. just all very random. But when you're playing with others, it's so exciting because they're all doing their own thing. Then one blows up, one falls over. It's like, come on, you're nearly there. <laughs> I do um, I do have one memory of Twister for a birthday party. And um, I saw it advertised on the wall of the, of the store. And I remember seeing Mario in the cowboy hat and thinking to myself, gee, I've never seen Mario dressed up in any other way than with the, the red hat. Yeah. Because so in pretty... the first one, yeah, he's got his normal outfit and he's just holding the block. Uh, like he's going to punch the block, which is your roll of the dice on the board games. Well, yeah, Mario, uh, Mario Party 2 is on, he's got the Western hat on for Western land. It, oh, it's, oh, it's such it's a good game. It's interesting that these games are all released on the virtual console for the Wii and the Wii U, but we haven't seen them on the Switch yet. Uh, I'd love to see them on the Switch. I reckon they're holding on to it, man. I reckon they're going to just drop a bomb one day and be like, here's all the Nintendo 64, and you just watch the sales go bang. Yeah, they will go bang. They're either waiting to see if they are going to do a mini console, which I don't think they would, because the manufacturing would be through the roof because of all the controllers, the size of the controllers, and they're better off just putting them on the on the Switch where people are going to spend the money to play it. Yep. And that's, yeah. And they need to do it. Playing Mario Party 2 again online with your friends, like it's, it's basically taking an old game that everyone loved and putting yep. it into a current console and allowing you to have that back again. That's the issue, I think, up. with... Um, <laughs> Back to the Future 4. Back to the Future 4. That's that's <laughs> that's what the movie's about? Yeah. Playing Mario <laughs> Party 2 with your friend online on a Switch. So that'll be good. But I think that's what they uh, messed up with on the latest one. I don't think you can play online with your friends. I think it's more of just... That's why people hated it. So I don't yeah. mind. I'm playing it with my wife and she's getting mad because somehow I finished the game with one star, but yet I've come back to beat her when she had four stars and just the upset look on her face is just priceless. It's console's biggest selling games. Is it? Yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. One, um, best family game 2018. So there you go. It's, uh, it's, it's something I might look into getting actually. Yeah. No, it's a good game. It's a lot of fun. I purchased my board game, but a game on the Wii U that I purchased and I was excited about. It was an Animal Crossing one, but yep. I never played it. I got the special edition and didn't end up playing it. So hopefully one day, but I don't know what that's like. So there you go. Uh, yes. It's, it's always a it's always a one day when you're collecting games, isn't it? That's it. Um, 
Now, for those interested, ND Cube um, developed this game. They did Maximum Velocity F Zero, and then they've done each Mario Party game since number nine. That is correct. They did the new one, but originally, uh, all the way up to number nine, uh, was Hudson Soft, which That's is right. a company that does not exist anymore. Uh, they were bought out by Konami, yep. and Konami have done nothing, which is really disappointing. And that game I was talking about, Amiibo Festival Animal Crossing, was developed by ND Cube as well. So I'm guessing from that information that it is much like Mario Party although its scores of 4 out of 10 make me think otherwise. <laughs> um, this was something we saw for about $9 on the store after a couple of months. So, yeah, there well, you go. Great, 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 great. That's, that's good. Um, and there are topics for the, uh, for the episode. Yep. And where you can find the podcast, um, if you want to listen to older episodes as well, uh, you can find us on iTunes, uh, Spotify, Stitcher Smart Radio, uh, Wooshka as well, uh, anywhere where, and you can also find uh, us on Facebook, on Power on Retro Gaming, on Instagram under the same handle, and on Twitter on Power on Gaming as well. Great. Yeah. And that's it for the show. Power on.